Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO cast. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello. We got so much to cover for you. Make sure, as always, go check out all of our links at linktr.ee slash FOMOcast gaming. We have the gaming because that's kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. But we do a lot of our spending a lot of our time on that. So we want to thank you all for coming through, Mr. J. What is up? Um I think uh I think I think you're gonna enjoy today's episode because it's a lot of fun stuff. So the first thing we always go to, we go to the RIPs. And this is the first time, as I told Tim, um, I don't really know the first person, but I've seen actually there was a Vice documentary about um this guy. Or uh, New Jack, uh, that was his name as a wrestler, was New Jack. Um, but his name was actually Jerome Young. Died at 58. Um, did they say what he died from? I didn't see um, see anything on it. Like I said, I didn't know him. As oh, well. wow. So the one thing it says is, so all the injuries it took in wrestling... In 2016, he collapsed while walking home from a wrestling event, and doctors found blood clots throughout his legs and back. Um, he had a heart attack, is what they're saying. So, um, he was so he was born and raised in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's kind of cool. So he was born and raised there. He has five kids. Um, sad to say. Uh, so it actually, what's crazy is, is so Tim, you were correct. He would be most famous from ECW. Um, obviously, ECW didn't, you know, it's not around anymore. It, they kind of merged basically with WWE. But, um, yeah, it's sad to see um, one of my fr- uh, friends from Disney Groups, when he saw the article I posted, he actually had met him before. He did a, a like, a, they, they call him, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, house shows. So I know a lot of times you'll see some bigger wrestlers if they go to their hometown, they'll do home, house shows. So they'll show up for an event, not advertise stuff like that, or they'll wrestle. So it looks like that's what a lot of people knew him for was for the house shows. So, um, you know, uh, he passed away heart attack. Super sad. The other two, though, I actually know who they are because the first one was Paul Mooney, who I was introduced through the, the Chappelle show, who... Um, I mean, he was like the guy that didn't, he didn't take no gruff. Um, apparently he was friends with Richard Pryor and he would tell stories about him. Obviously friends with Dave Chappelle. I guess he used to hang out with, um, you know, when they would do the stuff with like, uh, uh, what was Eddie Murphy's brother? Charlie Murphy, Charlie, Charlie Murphy and all that. Like a lot of those stories, they're involved in it. So, um, yeah, well, he, I mean, he was, a he was the writer for Richard Pryor. And then, yeah. um, so he was, you know, really well known just from that. And then he played singer Sam Cook in the Buddy Holly story. So I didn't know, like I said, I knew of him from Chappelle show. And then looking at him, it's like, and then, um, uh, Google searching him. It's like, oh man, he's a he, freaking he was in a lot Richard of stuff. Pryor. Yes. Wow. I, and I actually think he wrote for some, um, TV shows too, I think. Cause, um, uh, when I remember, I looked him up a long time ago because I think I was actually seeing if he was alive. Um, he, there was, I can't even remember. 
he wrote for a but so yeah so obviously prior so he was in something in the laugh factory in 2017 he has an upcoming project but most of the the last stuff he worked on was oh i remember i remember this one was on comedy central was the paul mooney jesus is black i remember that one um obviously Chappelle's show he wrote for the he was a writer for the roseanne show wow in 97 to 2000 in living, in living color as well wrote on def jam in living color um see if anyone else would know anything else on here the Patty labelle show writer Pryor's place a lot of richard Pryor stuff yeah and, i mean so SNL. oh sanford and son wrote three episodes of sanford and son um oh and he was he was in meet the blacks <laughs> that's pretty funny so sad to see him go, um, you know, especially because he was so funny. Right. It looked like he passed away as from a heart attack as well in um, Oakland. Oh, wow. So I, I did. I did. I could have sworn. Uh, yes, he passed today. That actually broke when we were we were I was filling stuff out. Um, he was born in Louisiana and he passed away in Oakland. Um, so our thoughts with his family and the last one that we had that passed away uh, was Charles Grodin. And you might not know his name, but Google him because you will know his face. Um, I grew up with him being in basically every like buddy family comedy. So a lot of people know him, mostly know him from Clifford. I know him from the Beethoven series because he was in Beethoven. He was also in Beethoven's second. And I want to say he was in the third Beethoven. No, he wasn't. So, but he was in two of the Beethovens and Beethoven was a movie that I watched all the time. If you don't know, it's about the St. Bernard who is causing havoc, running around, going crazy. But, um, you would know him from those for sure. And then what's something more modern that he was, he was in something I know more modern than that. Oh, so he was in the Madoff miniseries. That's why I saw his face recently. So that was in 2016. But I always knew him. It was from Beethoven. Like whenever I would yeah. see his face, I would watch other movies and I'd see him. So he was in Dave, which is another one that I liked. I liked the movie Dave. Um, and well, that he one... played like stereotypical like dad, kind of like how his, yes. uh, what was it like? Uh... He was the stereotypical dad that you would always see. And yep. he had that look, the comb over, the smile. Um, but he was always fun to watch. And so he'll be greatly missed as well. He was 86. Did it say how he passed? Yeah, I don't. I'm sure it should because. Um, oh, he died of bone marrow cancer. Yes, there you go. Yep, that's what it was. That's so. It, it was, that's what's crazy is is these. He was eighty six, and to think that he possibly could have lived longer if it wasn't for bone marrow cancer just makes it kind of, you know, it makes it even, you know, more sad for me. So, uh, thoughts and prayers with all of them. Uh, we hope that you know their families can move on, and maybe if they've got children or whoever, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna. Uh, move forward and uh, maybe bring some content as well, you know, cause I'm sure, you know, you get someone as talented as him and even Paul Mooney, you know, their kids would hopefully come out and do something as awesome. Um, we're moving on to some, there's just some, I don't know. There's some just stuff going on that it, a lot of it is just crazy. So this first thing 
Mountain Dew is launching a birthday cake flavored soda. Now, how do you feel about that, Timothy? Heck yeah. I'll be there. Day one. I'm going to buy a whole bunch, like Surge. So I tried some watermelon flavored soda um, that the mother-in-law bought because she wanted to try it. So I was over there and I took a sip of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is the sweetest thing ever. But on the other hand, when we used to have the beer thing here in, in our my my town, um, there was Tioga Sequoia Brewery would bring a two different kinds of beer and they would tap the keg. And once the first one ran out, they would do another tapping at a certain time. And the last time I went, they had a coffee-flavored beer, and they had a chili-flavored beer, like a chili pepper-flavored beer. And I would not think that I would like it, and they were both delicious. So something about the way they do these flavors, when they say cake-flavored, I don't want it to be – I want it to have the – if I do drink it, the flavor of it, but you don't want that thickness that comes with cake. And that's that's the problem people get is sometimes flavors can be too heavy, and they're trying to make do too much with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it right. It's like with the, because my uncle uh, likes to brew and he has been for a long time now. <clears throat> and he's got, it's like, oh, I put, especially like on a coffee one or just any type of a flavoring one, it's like, okay, it calls for X amount. And okay, it's our first time to do it. So we do that. And then you go to, you know, a couple months later after it's done, go to drink it. And it's like, oh, there's hardly any, you barely get any flavor in it. Right. Um, then it's like, okay, doubled it. And you get, you know, you get a little bit more. You got to find that happy median. And then there's others where a little goes a long way. It's like, hey, it says it calls for, you know, this much, but actually we cut it, you know, we cut it down by 25% because it's way too much. You know, right. like, said, like a, a chili or a pepper type beer uh, where you could get really that, the spiciness that comes through. And it's like, I don't want the spiciness. Yeah, spiciness is good, but it overpowers the beer. All you get is spice. Right. And nobody's going to drink it. So um, hopefully, like you said, it's not really sweet. Uh, and I mean, like anything that they they go through the channels and get reviews for it and um, and do it right. Because, I mean, it is Mountain Dew. So, you know, they've done a lot of different flavors very well. So, yeah. And if they get a, I mean, shoot, you got birthday cake, everything at birthday cake, vodka, um, birthday cake, ice cream. So might as well continue the trend and get a soda. We'll see. Um, the next one was kind of weird. The only reason why I shared it was because uh, Adriana, uh, Adriana Grande got married to Dalton Gomez and I barely knew they were even dating. So I just wanted to say, hey, that's just that's kind of random. She didn't want to get married. She didn't want to get married to nobody else. And all of a sudden she's married. So, okay. Um, (laughs) The next one I'm super excited for. So Michael Wilbon is officially a member of the NBA hall of fame um, as voted on by. um, I like what they do with the the NBA. I don't know if baseball has this. I know baseball has, um, or sorry, football has the veterans committee and then they have the nominating committee. So basically I believe if you're on the like the elders, basically you get to you can pick one person that gets put in that you basically don't have to vote; they automatically get in. But with the NBA, they have a coaches division, they have a sports writers division, they have a players division. I believe they also have like a veterans type thing where they can nominate a player, like just as being an overall person kind of thing. But Michael Bilbon is beyond deserving. Um, 
growing up listening to him on Pardon the Interruption with Tony Kornheiser. Um, both of them are, you know, thickest thieves. They both work for the Washington Post. And um, whenever I listen to Michael Wilbon talk about anything, you know, I won't go political, but, you know, he's African-American. And when he talks about things, issues that are serious and also about sports, he has that same passion. And he makes sure that everything is, I don't know, like, uh, I want to say hunky dory, but he wants to make he makes sure that everything is lined up, ready to go. You never hear him making any ignorant comments. Um, and um, he has an ongoing joke on the Tony Kornheiser show where basically nothing surprises him. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He's it all the time. I'm not surprised. And but it's just fun and it's kind of crazy because I kind of grew up listening when I started in the workforce, which has been. I mean, going on 20 years, I'll be in the workforce here next year. Literally, his son has grown up. Like, he talks about his son all his time. And his, I think his, his son is, like, 13 or 14 now. But, you know, I remember being, working out, doing pest control, listening to the podcast of PTI, and talking about his son being a little kid. And I'm like, this is just kind of cool, full circle. He's more than deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, he's made a lot of friends in the NBA. And what's crazy is he could be like that Adam Schefter that goes out there and drops all these bombshells and stuff, but he doesn't. And I think that just shows that he also got the dignity to to not, like, you know, want to be the first person out there. So that's how he also doesn't make mistakes in his articles that he writes about sports because he doesn't want to be the guy that's like, oh, hey, look, I'm the first person to get this story out. You know what I mean? Well, and that's kind of hasn't been, like you said, like with the Adam Scheffners and whatnot, that's kind of what they've been, their shtick, I guess you could say, where Wilbon hasn't been that guy. Right. So, you know. It's and I appreciate too, it because, you know, he could be, you know, he could be that guy and he's not. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And like you said, especially with the group that um, he knows and runs with, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that that he could get. Um, but like you said, that's kind of where, where he goes to um, or what he does. And like you said, like what Adam Schefter does is kind of, um, you know, Schefter's more the, the breaking guy on, on Twitter and, and whatnot. Um, and Will Vaughn is more of like the, the beat writer. He's the analytical deal. guy that gives you great details. And, you know, yeah, he, he waits for it to officially, become announced and then he's got the whole article you know ready to go so that way it's like oh nope or if something changes at the you know right at the end he's he's got it which i actually like him too because he's a legit fan like he's a diehard chicago fan he's always talking about how much he hates the brown not the browns the bears and like you know i don't know it, it feels cool being able to you know he's older than us but it is cool just to get to experience someone who's like a legitimate fan and you're not sitting there like, oh, is he just saying this because he wants to be popular or stuff? You know what he's saying is, you know, the truth. So, yeah. Um, the next one I am super excited for because um, if you're a baseball fan, if you've ever watched baseball, if you've ever had any interest in baseball, the name Derek Jeter has always been synonymous with an amazing ball player, but also an amazing person. Um, even when they used to joke about how 
he would take women on dates, and uh, if they stayed the night, he had a Derek Jeter gift basket waiting for them. And apparently, like, even the women were like, he was super polite. Like, it was kind of shocking because he had to go practice and stuff like that, and he would just have someone let them out. Like, it was kind of weird. You know, now he's married, and I think he has kids. I, I think. I don't know. But uh, it's going to be called The Captain, a documentary series. Same people who did The Last Dance for Michael Jordan. And it's going to be a six-part documentary series. And it's next year, correct, I believe? Um, I think so. It's like next May or next June, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, he was uh, always a great one to watch. And, uh, you know, I think, like, I saw the writing on the wall when Mariano Rivera did his little farewell thing because he actually got prepped for it uh, because when Mariano Rivera went to retire, he got hurt that last year. So he came back the year after to retire. So everyone was prepped because they're like, this is going to be it. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, I hope it's as good as the last dance. Cause if it is, then I'm, I'm going to be super excited. Um, I mean, yeah. it should be because if not, I mean, you got to do it justice. And they did, you know, the Jordan one, I mean, it, it, they did a good job with that. Um, yeah. And like with anything, I'm sure there's going to be critiques on it with the Jordan one. Um, but anyways, you know, it was, it was it was good for TV and you got to see some stuff that the, the normal public didn't get to see. Exactly. It was behind the scenes. So I'm sure with this one, it's going to be be the same. And I mean, they have to do it justice because now you could almost have like a 30 for 30 type deal. But doing these six part series of somebody that's had. Uh, a really long career and yeah. do it, do it right. So no, it's, it's going to be exciting to, uh, to see. Cause like I said, whether you love or hate him, I mean, it's his nickname was the captain. So I can't believe he's been retired for seven years. Yep. Yeah. So you gotta think, so seven years ago, 2014, they've got to have a ton of footage from his last year there. They probably have so much footage. It's not even funny. Oh Yeah. So it's not even going to be it's not going to be like the last dance where it's all super archive stuff. It's going to be legit stuff from his last game, probably even stuff from him being part owner of uh, of the Marlins. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, no, it it will be. And it's and like I said, it's it's a six parter. So it's not going to be, you know, two or three one hour type deals. It's going to be right. Six of them. So, yeah. Um. The next one is a quick one. Just they released a trailer for the the Friends reunion on HBO Max. I am gonna watch it just because. Um, apparently, people are all mad because they're they're like, "Why is James Corden gonna be on this? This doesn't doesn't make any sense." So, um, yeah, uh, I was like, "Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of uh, yeah, yeah." Because Fresh Prince did that, and they didn't have anybody it was kind of like will smith was you know the main guy leading it where where it needed to go or with this one like you said i saw james gordon i'm like is he like interviewing them i thought this was supposed to be like a, a reunion and them just you know all I a think, kind of similar I to, to the I think it's gonna be, one i think it's gonna be partially with them um yeah i think it's it partially like interviewing all it. their different different sets as well well, and I think also you got to think about it. You know, James Corden is a very good moderator type person to have on that because 
he's British, so he probably got to experience it different than people in America did. So I, I think I think I think it'll be okay, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I me mean, personally, I don't think you need one because you could just have each one of them kind of like I said, like the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air one that they had. It's right. Just, go with it and you know not like oh hey oh hey what you know rachel what'd you think of this and I give her right. oh hey what do you think you know kind of doing like a q a it's like that doesn't rachel you mean jennifer aniston well it's a friend's reunion so you got to use their friend's name no they and they, hbo so it's the 28th i believe or 29th don't quote me on that but it's it's the end of this month yeah, um, but but they have said they keep saying over and over again, this is not an episode. This is a reunion. They are not playing yeah. their characters. They're playing themselves. People are still confused. Right. Well, and when it first came out, they're like, oh, man, they're going to do like one big episode um, of it. And if, you know, it's going to be them, you know, now it's like, no, it's it's a re- it's a it's a reunion like the Fresh right. Prince, like, exactly. Like the Fresh Prince one. So fingers sure crossed. It's flesh- good. Because, um, you know, we've seen pretty much all of them go on to do something. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Aniston, obviously, probably being the most famous, um, who's consistently yeah. worked. Because, um, like, Matt LeBlanc, actually, he actually went and did a couple of things. And he had a dry spell. And then he had a bunch of hits in a row. He just had one that I think was canceled last year on um, network television. So... He had that going for him. And then, um, like, Lisa Kudrow, I think she can kind of do what she wants. Yeah, she pops up every, you know, here and there. Like, and right she when does you good stuff. Get about her, it's like, oh, hey. Yeah. And then Courtney Cox, obviously, um, she was on, what was she on? Bruce Springsteen music video. Well, no, but she was, you know, obviously in the Scream movies. And then she did yeah. Cougar Town. She's obviously, she was married to David Arquette. Not anymore, but, you know, she was in the news because of that. And then yeah. um, uh, we got Matt Perry, Matthew no. Perry. Yeah, no, not Matthew Perry. Isn't that's not Matthew Perry? His last name's Perry. No, it's not. It is. Yeah, Matthew Perry, Chandler Bing. His name last name's Perry. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, uh, well, so it was Matt LeBlanc and <laughs> Matthew Perry. Yep, Matt LeBlanc, Matt Perry. Lisa Kudrow, um, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer is the only one that I that everyone's like, you know, like, you, you know, I haven't really seen him in anything. I mean, when you made the money that they made, you don't have to be in anything, especially if you're good with your money. And, um, you know, Matthew I, Perry was in a couple bad things. And I think the last thing I saw him in was, well, he did the odd, the, um, odd couple. He had that TV show with uh, oh, yeah. Thomas Lennon. But the last thing I watched him in was that Seventeen Again, the um, Zach Efron movie. Oh yeah, where you know you, that one. But, you know uh, what? Um, oh, what the heck was his name? Um, David Schwimmer. Yeah, David Schwimmer. You know what he was on that I last saw him in? What is a sexual harassment video done by the state of California? Because I had to do it for work, and there was one of the scenes in it, and he was the creeper boss guy in it is it super old no it's newer yes like why was he in there i don't know like within the past two years so we because so all at work because we all you know since we're supervisors we get sent the leak because mandate state of california yada 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 um 
and all of a sudden it's like, hey, was was that was that Chandler? It's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm I was. I waited till the credits and I saw it. And, yep, oh my it god, is. 2018. He was the boss. It's a short called That's yep. Harassment. Yep. Wow. And it's like, because at first you're like, wait, is that because you're not expecting to see anybody you know on these, you know, random harassment videos? But yep, nope that that was him. Oh, so that's the last thing that I saw. I, for, I forgot he was in a show that got canceled called um, Intelligence. I forgot about that. It aired last uh, last year, all out of order. Apparently, it looks like it's all jacked up. Um, yeah, wait, it's coming back for season two. Okay. Um, it was basically. Uh, the it's basically what they'll describe it. It was an NSA agent teams up with a computer analyst to form a new cyber crimes unit in the UK's government communication headquarters. And the the dude that played his partner is Nick Mohammed. And you guys will know Nick Mohammed like I do. From where's the dad? I need to find it because uh, I remember watching him in it. It's going to be too old because I think the office was still on when I saw him in it. Bridget Jones' baby. Wow. That's crazy. Um, not fresh meat. Not the job. I'm not drifting together. The Martian Yoderland. I guess that wasn't him. I thought he was in that one. Sorry, I've got no head. He's all British stuff. So I don't know where I know him from, but I saw him on intelligence and I'm like, I know that guy. So it actually looked pretty funny, but. And he was in Ted. La- he was in Ted Lasso, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I need to watch that still. I think I'm about buying it because Ted Lasso looks good. But yeah, so we'll see how the reunion goes because it's not. Um, I don't know. It's just it, I, I don't know if it's going to do as good as Fresh Prince because there wasn't as much drama. Because for those that don't know, I believe they um, they ended the show because none of them. They all had a a pact, basically. They're all going to get paid the same, and they were all going to end the same. So if if one of them was not was questioning whether to come back, they'll just go ahead and end it. So I know that was a big thing um, on that one. Uh, The next thing we have to talk about is not big news, but it is kind of big news. So they had a movie that's called Attack the Block. I never watched it, but I heard it was pretty decent. That's... um, uh, that's basically where John Boyega got kind of got to start a little bit. And it's basically a bunch of London teens are defending their block against aliens. And it has been announced that he will be reprising his role um, in the sequel that's coming out. So I thought that was kind of cool, but just wanted to mention that before we get into this cool one, everyone's up in arms about this. Like who did we didn't need this. We didn't need this. We didn't. I think this is amazing. I'm super excited for this because in today's climate, it kind of is going to be edgy, I think, edgier than the original. Um, so we have uh, the Wonder Years, but it will be with an all-black family uh, starting starring Dulé Hill, which I will watch Dulé Hill in anything he does. He was uh, on Psych, which they're going to be doing another Psych movie, which I don't think we put on here. Psych 3, uh, Gus is something, I can't remember what it is. And they got Don Cheadle to narrate. So Don Cheadle is going to be the narrator for this. So you got two huge A-listers. I don't know this Laura Karauki. 
Um, but I mean, I don't, I'm not worried. I guess she was in, she was in black lightning. So she played a character named JJ and that's basically it. So that's crazy. She's only played, it's only been on that one. She has one called along for the ride in development. And then the wonder years in production. So I'm stoked for it. Like I said, Dulé Hill, I'll watch anything he's in. Um, and it just, it looks like it's just a bunch of kids, mostly other than, than a couple of the adults who I don't know them from anything. Um, I think I know her. No, I don't know her. She's not, she's a lot younger than I thought she was, but yeah, um, I'm stoked for this because I, the wonder years was a fun show for me and this would be a modern version of it. And who cares what color the people are when you're probably going to see them getting treated worse because the show is set isn't the wonder years is that set in the eighties or seventies. Um, I shoot. It could be set. Oh, like sixties or sixties. Is, yeah. Well, because the, the this one is set is growing up in Montgomery, Alabama during the late 1960s. Okay, that was my next question. Is it going to be the same time frame as Wonder Years, or is it going to be yeah. a, a current time like they grew up in? You know, because this this one this one is Kevin Arnold recall goals growing up during the late 60s and early 70s, and so. It's yeah, same exact time frame, and I didn't even I didn't realize I forgot that Daniel Stern was the narrator. Oh wait, so they're on this one years. They're still gonna have the same names as the old ones. No, 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 no. I was reading the, uh, the okay. first one. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have any details about the other family yet. They just. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. So Dule Hill's name is uh, Bill Williams, and I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know if it's his daughter or his wife. I can't tell. But it's the family, main family is Bill Williams, Kim Williams, Brad Hitman, Lillian Williams, Coach Long, Keisha Clemens, Dean Williams, and Corey Long. So it seems like they got a, they they only got a handful of people listed so far for it. So we'll, we'll see. I know that what they did was they filmed a pilot and now it's taken it to order, which I never heard of them um, announcing it like that. Usually they just approve the pilot and then do the order. But I guess some people have seen it and they say it's great. So fingers crossed on that one because I'm excited and I like that. Um, let us know what you're looking forward to that's coming out because there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. Uh, Movie-wise, TV-wise, you name it. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Gaming. Um, there's going to be a, a documentary in July release about Paul McCartney on Hulu. I am excited for that because he seems like a super fascinating person and legitimately I've seen him meet, um, like just average Joe's, especially on podcast stuff. And he seems like the funnest person and most down to earth. Like he just wants to hang out kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool about him. And I, you know, obviously, um, that just the sky's the limit with him you know because right well yeah exactly because i mean you got his early years with the beatles and then he went out on his own and then now you got you know his later years and everything that he's done with that so you got a, a wide range of things you could can go with him and that that's 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 an understatement you legitimately i mean there oh i mean just think about it there's so much stuff that you you could, I mean, because he seems like it's weird when you when you see him, he seems like the most down to earth person, and 
I don't know. It's it's weird to me because I'm always kind of like, well, you know, obviously that's him on camera, but we don't know. And you know, I've I've heard plenty of people say that you know he's an awesome guy, and this is probably going to go into that. And you know, you know, like he he had that real famous divorce and all this different stuff that you know a lot of people don't really talk about. And it'll be interesting to see what they do go into, what they don't go into, because. I didn't see if this was actually like an authorized um, uh, one because I do know they have ones that aren't authorized and that's kind of like uh, things come out that they not necessarily don't shouldn't come out, but it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, this guy was not as uh, good of a guy. So we, we don't know what it's going to be like, but soon enough we will find out. And I'm kind of excited because – you know, like I said, I like I like Paul McCartney, and I think he's an interesting topic and person to to kind of cover on something like that. Yeah, no, it should be should be good. Um, the this one I was excited for. So Rick and Morty is going to have a spinoff of the Vindicators by Adult Swim. I didn't see how um, how long of an episode it's going to be because a lot of the stuff on Adult Swim they have can be like. 10 minutes, you know, my kid loves a show called Bluey, and those are like, I think, 8 to 12 minutes long. Um, and basically, the Vindicators were a team that Rick worked with that um, that's what they basically are. So we don't know if it's going to be set during the time, because I think they end up dying in the show. I can't remember. But um, I'm excited for it, because anything Rick and Morty, I'm, I'm down for. Trust me, because it's... it's um, Rick and Morty is just so much fun and so funny and it's always something that if it's on, I'm going to watch it. That's why I literally got, I'm happy. I have HBO max. Cause I was like, I need to watch this. I can't not watch it. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's get this. And, and now I watch it every chance I can get. Cause it is that good. And I don't know. Do you, have you watched Rick and Morty, Tim? I have never watched this single minute of it oh, man. not because so i don't cool. want to but just i just never have there is a, there's a lot of time like for me personally is you know i run out of time so i end up catching up on stuff so i miss a lot so like you know i'll sit through and watch like 15 episodes of something and you know then all of a sudden i'm like oh i'm caught up and then by the time i'm caught up Everyone's like, well, now we're watching this. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't I don't I don't have time for this. So, you know, I can understand it. Um, but I know Tim's gonna make make way for uh make time for the next one because they're doing a Darkwing Duck reboot. And right. um a, someone I haven't watched any of the ones because they just um the DuckTales one just finished. And the only yeah. reason why I knew about the DuckTales one was because Paget Brewster's in it. Who is, she's on Criminal Minds or was on Criminal Minds. She's on a podcast I listen to and she kept promoting it. And I was like, um, okay. But someone said, um, thanks to Seth Rogen. And I was like, what do you mean, th- thanks to Seth Rogen? So I can't figure out if Seth Rogen has something to do with, with it. Maybe he liked it. Maybe he was a part of um, the cartoon for. Uh, whatchamacallit. Oh, he's on Big Mouth and Muppets Now and the boys. Wow. I thought maybe he would had something to do with uh whatchamacallit? Uh the, the one we just talked about, DuckTales. Yeah. 
I was like, maybe, maybe he was a part of DuckTales in some way. And that's why he was like, you know, he's a writer for it or something like that. But, um, I don't see him on anything in here. Black Monday, the boys, console wars, preacher. I know he was in no preacher. He was a part of big time. Wow. He was an executive producer for future man too. Wow. I'm getting a lot of stuff on here. I didn't know about, but no, it doesn't show it. So maybe that was just a joke. I don't know, but we'll find out soon enough. Um, so Darkwing duck. I'm excited for that. Um, and man on the wasp quantum mania has begun filming. I mean, we're not going to really know anything uh, about that for a while. Uh, the next one is a little bit people are kind of wondering. So tonight's show starring Jimmy Fallon was renewed for five more years. Um, a lot of people are kind of like, what? Because the ratings apparently have been horrible. They've been like really bad for Jimmy Fallon. And I can't figure out why. I'm like, why is he not doing his traditional gimmicky stuff? Why is he not... So I don't, I don't, have you ever, have you ever watched anything he's done like on, um, uh, I mean, I, I, mean, I haven't watched it like live, but you know, you get like the YouTube snippets when he does like, um, was like Neil Young, um, and dresses up as, as them. And then he has an actual, uh, you know, uh, artist come out and play and, you know, and sing and play with them. Uh, or just, you know, when he does, was it, is he the one that does the the two wheels like oh do this voice or with this voice doing yes. this type deal a- yeah Ariana Ariana Grande they did a lot with that with like it'll say sing bluegrass um, yeah. style of hit me baby one more time or something like that yeah yeah exactly I mean I get a lot of those that pop up on on YouTube or whatnot you know later on especially if they um, you know if you did did really well but the ones that I like really like like I, said, I think are excuse me, are the Neil Young ones. Those are, those are funny. Plus he's, I mean, he's a good, uh, um, like singer as well. I mean, he had the, the yes, he is that he did and could do a lot of different voices and do well. well. I, I had his CD where he, um, he basically says you can sing any 80s song over the beat of come on Eileen Yep. And he did a, it's a really good one. Like I, I like that. That's yeah, a good point. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it changes. Um, um, similar. There was a guy in Boston who just quit on the radio yesterday. Um, I saw on Barstool and I had to bring it up because Jimmy Fallon got a lot of flack for, you know, having president Trump on at the time. And, you know, so the left side was like, oh, you know, you, I'm not going to watch because of this. And then if he goes the other way, other people, I'm like, he's just doing his job. So I feel like he's been kind of suppressed a little bit, almost like he doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. So let's hope he gets released. But I'll say the guy in the guy in um, Boston, apparently he's been on the radio for 40 years. He started in 1980 and he basically came on the radio show and said, I'm done. I'm quitting. And they're like. I get a phone call because I wanted to talk. I'm not going to mention it, but he's like, I, I wanted to um, talk about this, but I have to be comedic because it's a comedy uh, radio show. So I, you know, last week I said something that offended the right. Now I'm saying something that's offending the left. And they're telling me I need to stay in my lanes. He goes, how am I supposed to comedic? He goes, you know what? I've overstayed my welcome. So thank you all. I'm done. And he walked off live on the radio. That's so awesome. it's one of those things where, you know, 
Jimmy, does Jimmy have a plan or, you know, we'll see. He's got five more years to make me fall back in love with him. I mean, it's been different because of COVID not having live audiences and not having that stuff. So we'll see once everything happens, what actually goes on. So fingers crossed. Um, this one actually, I thought was kind of cool because I think there's a reasoning behind this. So Amazon has said that they're making a $9 billion offer for MGM studios. My thinking is, is a lot of people do not take Amazon studios seriously, even though they're the ones that bought the rights to and released the movie the big sick and i feel like they're trying to acquire mgm for not only for like the the studio production stuff but also because they kind of want to um basically take their archives and stick them on amazon because amazon's very anemic when it comes to stuff to watch you got the tv shows that are kind of great but you don't have any of these movies to pull people in that are you know like crazy great movies yeah no it's yeah, and she, I mean, nine billion dollars, and I mean MGM too. It's not like they went for kind of some lower, not lower end one, but something that's not, you know, an MGM type deal. Like maybe something that's like a one off of of something, and do it that way. I mean, they right. went straight for it. I mean, I mean, can't say you know, even though Jeff Bezos went through that a divorce, I think he's still doing pretty well. I mean, that's why I use Amazon because. I mean, you know, Bezos went through a divorce. You got to help a guy out, <laughs> you know, heaven, heaven forbid. So, but no, I saw that too. And I'm like, oh man, I thought it was one of those things that, oh yeah, they just threw it out there, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, there's, there's a little bit more behind it. We'll see what happens. It should, be, they should, let, it should be find out pretty quick because there, you know, when stuff like this happens and then all of a sudden it leaks like rumors Stuff happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Whoa. Phone goes off like that. That's nice. Well, and to put a, a dollar amount on it. It's not just saying Amazon's in talks. I mean, to put a dollar amount on it, you know. Y- yeah. That. Yeah. When it's that precise, you. yeah, you could assume. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of them, you hear them, oh, Amazon in talks to buy MGM, and then nothing nothing comes of it. So. Yeah. Um. We have a couple of quick gaming kind of stuff. So the first one is Die Hard's Nekatomi Plaza is coming to the Warzone map. I don't know exactly where it's going to be at, but if you watch us on our streams when we go live, um, I am FOMOcast Chris. Tim is TC Mendo on Twitch. If you find us on Twitch and watch either of us, we'll probably try and drop in for sure Friday night. I'll try and drop in on Nekatomi Plaza because it drops tomorrow, Thursday. And I will be uh, busy. Uh, congratulations to the missus, my wife, on uh, graduating with her associate's degree on the way to get her nursing. Uh, she's trying to get into nursing school, so we're going to her graduation tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. But it does put me in a little of a place where Tim's going to get to go on Nekatomi Plaza. And I can only anticipate I'm going to get a selfie of him in front of it because that's how Tim is. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then the biggest news that came out of gaming, besides the – there's a, we have an, an Nvidia card thingy that's not really big gaming, but it is big news too. But Bethesda's Starfield is reportedly an Xbox and PC exclusive, and this is coming off the hills heels of Xbox executives saying we're not going to focus on Xbox only games. And the first thing big release they have is this, and it comes out with that. 
Um, it might be one of those ones where they try it out on one exclusively and then switch it over because I know that um, there are games that probably have been getting worked on for both that Xbox has acquired that has said, look, let's make them exclusive to see what happens and maybe we can make some money off, more money off of them in the down the road. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but the NVIDIA card one is huge too because they have altered the graphics cards to make them less useful to crypto miners because basically um, you mine in hashes and it made it to where you get less hashes per mine when you're using it for the graphics cards. And the thing is, so people don't know, that was one of the reasons why there was a card shortage as well is because the 3080, 3060, and 30, those are, no, 3070, 3080, and 30, um, 3070, 3080, and 3090 TIs were both in high demand for mining crypto. And there was one I saw where this dude had something like 40 of them, all crypt mining cryptocurrency. So that was one of the reasons why there was kind of a shortage. So what they did was, bam. They made alterations. To all, uh, they altered them to where it gets like one fourth the hash rate. So now, if you got a 3070, 38, or 3090, your thing's gonna be worth a lot of money on the black market. So you could buy one of these ones made for gaming and then just swap it out and sell your other one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, shoot, even if you had one uh, before, they were worth a lot of money on the, on the black market. Now they're gonna be worth even, you know, probably three to four times that now. Um, especially if you get these guys that have these huge setups because um well on the uh did you finish listening to the the brothers-in-law's podcast no i didn't i didn't get it oh it. it talks a lot of the ending or kind of towards the end of it or you know from the middle on they talk a lot about about this and using the graphics card and because I said, I listened to the part about them about um, his brother-in-law um, altering his computer to do it, and how they're all starting to kind of getting into it. Yeah, well, it's 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 fun. I, I I highly suggest listening to the end of it and just how all of them got on it and how they acquired everything and making them all, you know, they're all mining for it too and trying yeah. to get what they went through to try and get, or basically the one guy went through to get his graphics card and then he went and stood in line for three or four hours to get another one but it wasn't the high-end ones that were going out it was the ti ones and uh yeah so definitely it's a good way it's the gamer in-laws podcast is basically their brother-in-laws and they have a podcast talking about gaming and obviously about uh, cap, uh, capture cards, graphic cards. Um, the next thing we got too is we got two new Harry Potter specials have been announced for the 20th anniversary, I think. Yes, the 20th anniversary. Um, and one of them is going to be a game show and the other one's going to be kind of like a behind the scenes, I believe. So um, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited. A, a Harry Potter game show would be fun. I would I would pay to see that. So um and then this one was man poof first look at the hallway leading to guest rooms aboard the star wars galactic star cruiser hotel that was amazing dude it looked like it was straight out of like the movie straight out of the movie it has it has the shading right it's not like a pure white like you would think it would be it has the wear of not an old cruiser but a used cruiser yeah, I mean, 
and it doesn't surprise me. I when I was waiting when I was waiting for Tim to come on, we ate some dinner, and to keep the kids not from watching the TV because my niece was over, I put that biomes on from Disney Plus. That's pretty cool, huh? Oh my gosh! It reminded me of this because everything is so yeah. accurate. Like at first, I'm like, oh, they're just showing the location, and all of a sudden, you see some A wings come around, and I yep. was like, wait, what? Yeah, and it's exactly. literally scenes from every single movie and from the Mandalorian. So I'm like. This is amazing. And then when you look at the hallway, it's so immersive. I can only imagine there's going to be buttons that work when you walk down the hall. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's it going to be so like, uh, like uh, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride, where you could go up and press buttons and interact. Which I think you're the one that showed me the video of the one that kid that went and pushed the button and the button was actually a working button. We had just talked about it. Yeah. That was on... Uh, Rise yeah. of Resistance. <laughs> yeah, and the cast member was like stating character, but was like, "No, we do not press buttons." He's like, "Well, you're supposed to." He's like, "No, when I tell you to stand on this and don't touch anything, you're not supposed to touch anything." He's like, "That's pretty good." The one time, and it looked like I mean, it was like you could kind of tell that it was probably not a button that you should have yeah. pressed. But when you're hyped up like that, you're gonna press buttons because that's what they told you to do. Yeah. Um... So we'll see. I'm excited. I can't wait till that hotel fully opens. I will hopefully be able to go to it. Uh, probably not for a while. but well, uh, And the cool thing with that hotel is, is when you look at it from Google Maps or whatever map view you look at, it is in the shape of a Star Cruiser. It's not just a random hotel. It's in yep. the shape of a Star Cruiser. So it's not... Um, you know, just, oh, hey, we kind of did, like, the lobby like it. It kind of looks like it. No, the whole hotel is shaped from above like a Star Cruiser. So the only way you could see that is from above, from basically, they didn't have to do that, but from, you know, no, nobody's going to see that from the ground. Yep. So it's it's pretty cool. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited for it. I can't wait right. it's all done. Um Universal Orlando Resort no longer requiring guests to wear masks outdoors. Same as Walt Disney World. Legitimately, right after we recorded, the next day they went through and they removed everything. The partitions, the signs. They literally are sitting people right next to each other. It's pretty crazy. Um, And also, uh, Disney is going to be using the Muppets to promote COVID-19 vaccinations. Not only that, but I also saw the other day... um, uh, I saw YouTube had a ad up that basically was like, go get your vaccine. And I'm like, that's weird that YouTube's promoting it. Why? What's your ulterior motive? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, so it was kind of weird when I saw that. But, you know, uh, did you did it say how they're going to use the Muppets to promote it? Um, I think it might already be out. Um, it's just them. It's. The Muppets basically saying, go get your vaccine, little snippet of them. So they're kind of using, pulling on on all strings. Like you said, YouTube's got their one out. And I've seen just generic commercials of, um, you know, to go to go get it and to protect your loved ones or how however they, you know, spin it to make you feel guilty to go get your right, your your vaccine. So, I mean, shoot, why not use the Muppets? Use you know what by by all means doing it and it looks not only does it look good that oh hey disney's doing it but then you have the muppets doing it and and you know, i mean hey, you, you want to come see us 
get your vaccine. Well, and the big thing for me is, is like everyone's talking about how, like, oh, you know, Disney's being, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that if Disney was super about like pro mask and pro social distance, all that stuff, they wouldn't have removed everything as fast as they did. They're, they're pro money. And they do realize you may sit here and go, oh, you know, I can't believe they're doing this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, you do realize that they want people to get the vaccine so they can open up back to 100% capacity. We have uh, the next thing. We'll just go right into it. Disneyland Paris is reopening June 17th. Why? Because they got to make that money. But what's crazy is I saw a message from one of my friends on Facebook or a post. And it said, man, um, it sure doesn't feel like they're at 15% capacity at Disneyland right now. And that's because they were already letting people in because it's all right there. Orange County is now on the yellow tier, which means that Disneyland Resort can raise their capacity to 35%. And I'm pretty sure they were already at that. So May 19th is the date. That's tomorrow? Today. Today. That's today. Today as as we record. Yeah, because before they were um, supposed to be at uh, 25%. And now as of today... It'll be uh, 35%. And they've actually been in, um, well, could have gone because the state updates everything on Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday, and then it comes out Wednesday. Um, And that they had been in, basically could be in, if it was like automatically they do it and not have to wait for it, they could have been in the yellow tier, um, I think, Friday, if not Monday for sure. On all their numbers, and basically the all their numbers have been in except for their um, uh, positives per one hundred thousand. They could have been in the yellow tier two weeks ago, yeah. Um, but their positive per hundred thousand because it needed to be less than two. It was always like two point two, two point three. Maybe one day it would go up to two point five, then back down to two point three. Uh, and then finally it got to 1.8 and I'm like, Oh, is it going to spike up to two? It's been pretty, um, like I said, it's either Friday or Monday, one, 1.8, 1.8, 1.7. And all their other ones, like I said, their numbers have been in, um, basically could be in the yellow turf for like the past two weeks. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, it's kind of a personal preference. I know so many of the places like by me, San Joaquin County, the only reason why, um, the only reason why they didn't reopen stuff sooner was because of this it's hard. It's basically the hospitalization rate was like 1% off. Everything else was two tiers lower than just because the hospitalization rate, it slowed everything down. So one little yeah. thing can screw it all up. Um, well, and I think, and I think right now when I looked, when they updated on, um, Wednesday, I think there's four or five counties that are in the yellow tier, and then you know everyone else is uh, like kind of half in. What's the next one? Orange, and then and then red. So I don't think anybody, if I don't, if I remember, I don't think anybody is in the purple tier. No, nobody's in purple. There's still some in red, and then most everyone is in um, in orange. With like like I said, three or four that were in in the yellow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see how they're deciding this kind of stuff because everyone wants to know so they can make their plans. Like it says now, 
they're anticipating this because what did I tell you? What did I tell you, Tim? There, there's going to be a two-week surge of people going to Disney, and then guess what? What does that say? Oh, Disneyland Resort Park, pass reservations, and tickets can now be booked together? Oh, what does that mean? Oh, that means basically they're not getting the same amount of people they thought they were going to get. Obviously, it's busy, but they're not at capacity. That's what they want. They want them to be at the capacity because that's what they need to keep this going. So I'm excited for you know this. I'm going to start looking probably this weekend at uh, booking some tr- a trip just to get down there and get in the park at least for a couple days. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, everything's remember, going back to. You can only do 60 days out, so. Right. That's what I'm going to do. 60 days is fine. You know, um, the next one was actually a surprise. This one actually shocked me. The new legacy lightsaber. They have the dark saber from the Mandalorian rise at Disney's galaxy edge and Disney's Hollywood studios and Disneyland. It was a surprise was not teased. People were freaking out because it has a detachable handle. So it does separate and it's actually only $200. So it's actually one of the cheaper sabers you can get. And it's, Got like it, the blade looks amazing. I was super, super, super shocked at how cool it is. So, um, I I like that a lot. I was wondering how long it was going to take for them to to get that one there because that's all. Well, shoot, at the end of season one, you saw it. So then it's like, oh, okay. Well, so. they did have the knockoff one in the stores for a while there. Like they have the um, they have the Darth Vader umbrella in those boxes that you can get. But it wasn't a legacy one, so I think that was the difference. Um, so, what's this Jock Lindsay's hangar bar included in proposed Disneyland Forward Entertainment Destination? So, I guess they had a, because the, the Disneyland Forward was the one that they came out and said, you know, that everyone thought it was going to be the third park, but it's just an extension of California Adventure and Disneyland and, and a proposed possibly um, Disney Springs area on the Toy Story parking lot. So, okay. that got proposed, I don't you know, months ago. Um, and this one is, I guess they had an update seminar or meeting or something. And that it came out with at the Jock Lindsay, which is like an Indiana Jones kind of uh, inspired type bar. Uh-huh. They have it at Disney Springs in Walt Disney world is that it was teased that that's going to possibly could be in the, um, the Disneyland forward entertainment destination. So, which would be awesome because I've heard just the the um, atmosphere and the immersiveness of the one down at Disney Springs was is awesome. So to have something um, like that to come here would be would be pretty pretty cool as well. And that it would be yeah, it wouldn't be anything new, but it's something that you could do on both coasts. You know, like when Space Mountain first came available. In um, in Disneyland, Disney World's like, when are we gonna get our Space Mountain? It's like, oh, you want one? Like, okay, yeah, we'll give them give them what the people want. So <clears throat> it's gonna be gonna be cool and kind of getting a little bit more snippets of what you know their kind of their plan is, and not necessarily their plan, but what is going to be included in it. So, but that's that's uh that'll be a good one. Yeah, I know. I saw something. I don't know if this is on here about the hotel. I think it's in New York or something like that. Um, that's uh, going to be. Is it Marvel themed? Yeah, um, I saw something. I didn't. Uh, uh, kind of list is getting long already. Yeah, but there was something they already have a themed hotel. So um, 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see that they have so many ideas going on. So um, we've been going for a while. We've been going for an hour now. So let's rapid fire. A couple of them are kind of quick, but um, we'll do two at once on this one because I saw this. So um, oh well, Walt Disney World no longer require face coverings. So we already well, covered that one. Not require them outside. Right, outdoors. Correct. Yes, if you all, are all... in a restaurant, they still. Um, uh, there's because there, there's a lot of confusion because so all title the face mask thingy Disneyland Resort released a statement reiterating outdoor face mask requirement because California is not going to follow the CDC mask guidelines until June 15th even though some corporate locations like Food Max and Walmart have already said you don't need to wear a mask some in California are still doing it some are not it's hit and miss play the roll the dice see what happens but they did reiterate Disney World was is like if you're indoors, you still need to wear it, which I believe they're actually even becoming more lax on that as well. So it's one of those things. But Disneyland, yeah. you still need to you still need to wear it inside. Yeah, yeah, and, and at Disney World, you know, of course they're going to have the clickbait title: "Hey, no more masks in Disney World." It's like, no, that's not true. Well, and and uh, and as you did put on the, the agenda, you do have to wear it in some of the outdoor queues, which are longer. Because yeah. some of the queues are and, a little bit longer, and and they have um, cast members there telling you, remind you know, reminding you, hey, just you know, you're outside, but this is a kind of a congested area. Um, right. Please wear your face mask. But exactly where, where the coverings are optional is outdoor common areas and the pool decks. This is at Walt Disney World, and where you have to have them uh, face covering required. Upon entering and throughout all attractions, all theaters, including theater entrances, transfer, transportation, including the entrances, all indoor locations, including restaurants, except when actively eating and drinking while stationary. So yep. basically, if you're inside, you still have to use it. It's yep. all, you know, outside. And like I said, in some lines, they'll, uh, you know, there'll be a cast member there that'll tell you, hey, can you please, um, you know, put it on just because it's. Uh, a more congested area, even though you are outside. Right. right. So, um, yeah. So don't, it's, that, that doesn't, it's you know, be you still got to bring your mask. Exactly. Which is, they have said they're going to um, provide, yeah. uh, they have disposable masks now, which I think it's because so many people now in Florida are not wearing it, which a lot of people are, but a lot of people aren't. So we'll see. Um, but I want to tie this in together. So Walt Disney World annual pass holders, they might start selling them again. That's, that's the rumor because things have kind of normaled out on attendance. Um, along with that, they will no longer receive an, a complimentary magic band. And that is because they have the app, which they've been mm-hmm. giving everyone. So you don't need the magic band anymore, even though that is convenient when you can tie everything to it. Um, I personally would probably do it. Because I don't want to have to keep pulling my phone in and out and wasting my battery. Exactly. And I'll pay for it. on that watch. Because I want... Um, you tap actually, the watch, you're good to go. Because they actually have the magic band that goes on your Apple Watch, too. Someone developed an Apple Watch magic band. Or to clip. It clips onto your your, your Apple Watch band and it locks on like the, uh, like the little retainer that you use to keep the band locked down. So, you know, that sucks. But what really sucks is, is Bob Chappick avoids annual pass term for new Disneyland frequent visitor program aims at shareholder return over guest value. So yeah, that's it's, that's an interesting one. And I guess they were, 
in you know he, um, I guess he completely avoided the term. And what it sounds like is what everyone got from it is that yes, they are going to come out with you know eventually with a revamped program. And basically, is that the annual passes in Disney's eyes, you were getting too much um, of a discount. Discounts or or just, I mean, you know, uh, to too break much it down, added stuff on it for right. the annual pass. So which I'll, that I'll break it. I'll break is, it down for people. We when we went for there was a family. It was uh, okay. It was me, my wife. My dad, my stepmom, my two stepsisters, three kid, two kids, and my wife's friend. Her discount, so that's nine people. We went to one of the buf- the little uh, breakfast buffet things they have there, the morning one with all the characters. Literally, that's a $500 bill probably for nine people. Probably. And the discount from the annual pass from Sarah's, from, from the wife's friend, um, was enough to to take one whole person's fee off of it. Mm-hmm. So she didn't even. So she she was gonna give my dad money, but he's like, "You don't need to. You literally just paid for yourself using the annual pass. That's how much yeah. money you saved." We calculated it. If you get an annual pass, you have to make you have to go into the park ten days when it was the reg, the regular pass, the signature pass. Ten days you go into the park, it pays for itself. Ten yeah. days only. Mind you, if you're lucky like me who has family down there that maybe you can stay with or you get access to cheaper hotels, you go for a week twice a year. So six days if you want to break it down to that. Let's say you go three times a year, you go four days. That's 12 days. You're getting basically a day free. And, and that that's, doesn't, that's not counting the discounts on food and, and all the other stuff. Yep. And if you have parking included on it, all yep. those days that you can park. And like you said, even if that, um, even if not that, if you go four times on three day weekends, yeah, it's probably going to be busy. But hey, those are the only times you could go. You you pay for it right there. And like you said, if you go with a big group, they don't say, "Oh, well, sorry, we could only do like five of them on here." Which now they may with the new ones. Who knows what they're going to come out with? But like you said, with that much, that's a big bill. Well, your discount is it's a percentage discount. So the higher the money total is the bigger the discount because it's straight percentage. Like you said, she got to eat for free because all she did is throw her annual pass down right there. So, I mean, if that's, let's just say it's a $40, $50 meal, well, yep. there's a discount right there. Well, shoot, you know, include that into you. That's almost a, a month free. You could go on your pass if you're doing yep. the, the monthly payments. Mm-hmm. So, but and like what they were saying is if it's it's either going to have the same perks on it, but it's going to be a higher price or it's going to be the same price with not as many perks. But then you could do probably like all the cart options and add stuff on. But with doing that, it's going to raise the price up on it. So don't expect to get as much perks on it um, than there was before. Now, it could be wrong. But from what everyone, all the articles that I read is that don't expect that basically, yeah, it was good. It's kind of ran its course. Right. Uh, because remember when they first 
release these annual passes, they wanted people to sign up. Hey, come, come, come. You're getting a good deal. Look, you get to come here. They wanted people in the gate. They don't call how they got them in. Once they got them in the gate, they got all the analytics and everything. Then they know they how much money per person spends in there. It's like, we just need them to get in the gate. Then we know we got them. So yeah, exactly. Now it's like, okay, this is a perfect time to cut it off and reassess and get now, uh, you know, put out what we think um, is there because we don't really, yes, we do want them to come through the gate, but it's not like how it was before. So, well, and be it, so for, the, for those that don't know, too, like when, when, People leave the park. They legitimately, they'll try and get you to get on a survey for God, how long? Like, it's like a five-minute survey, but you see there's like 15, 20 people out there that are just out there doing all these surveys. And what they're trying to do is is they're they're trying to figure out the best way to perfect the annual pass. There's a reason why they sent out surveys to everyone who had annual passes, because they're trying to figure out what's going on. So And and uh, where everyone's coming from. Because one of the ones that they ask you is, what zip code are you coming from? Yep. So not what, you know, state or city or whatnot. All they need is zip codes because zip code gets it. So then that pinpoints, okay, well, this one's coming from this far away, and here's what they answered. So we shoot that into the algorithm, and boom, it spits everything out. So they know, um, hey, we got a large chunk of people coming from, you know, Las Vegas area or southern Nevada that comes in or Arizona that comes in and here's kind of what they spin. So, you know, I'm sure they'll run programs on those type of TV stations and offer them something or whatever. They, they got it all. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust this and fix this. Cause I know Bob Chappick is trying to make people happy, but I guarantee it, it, these shareholders are a little bit different because I know they've been trying to get rid of the annual pass payment plan. I'm fine with that. If you can't afford it, I think it's going to help with the crowds. It's going to allow people to come in from different places, but I mean, we'll see how he adjusts to everything as everything moves along. Um, where did we lay off? Oh, right there. I, my eyes are blurry. Um, where's the one we skipped? Oh, cast members. Cast members still required with face coverings when outdoors at Walt Disney world. Yeah. Walt Disney World possibly selling yeah. Um Walt Disney World cast member saves four-year-old child earns Disney Heroes Award. How did he do that? Well, so it was he was it wasn't at the park. He was off duty. So, you know, because when I first read that, I'm like, holy man, what the heck? But then you start reading the article. He was driving home from work, um, and there was a car that was in a body of water, and it was partially submerged well this guy went in i don't know if you saw it happen or it just had happened he went in there was a four-year-old um in the car and what he did is he held the kids basically held the kid up um his basically held his head above water water. so once the paramedics or whatever came and they were able to get him out um that the kid was yeah i don't know if he was trapped or whatnot but (laughs) it was uh you know, so he did did that, and it didn't say how long he was holding it for, but yeah, that. Um, so then he got in award for that. So well, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool to get him uh, to get him recognized for something yeah. that he did not outside at work, of the parks, but yeah. something outside. Yeah, 
Uh, I will tell you, this is not on here, um, but um, they did do a thing for um, armed. It was Armed Services Day, or it was a guy's yeah. birthday for the gentleman at Disneyland who got his dream job to work for Disney or Disney World. It was Disney World, I think. Disney World. Yep. It got his dream job to start working for them at seventy-two, I think, or seventy-six. He started working for the parks, and he's eight in his eighties now. And they did a big thing for him, supporting him, and it was just really cool thing. He was like a what World War II veteran. Yes, World War II veteran. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the I, dream was to work for Disney. He got in there in his seventies, now he's in his eighties, and he's loving it. He was wearing the Lederhosen, so I assume he works in the area in of the uh, German Pavilion. The, yes, the German Pavilion. So that was pretty cool. That wasn't on here, well, but uh, and yeah. and you get a lot of guys that will come there. They'll retire, and if they live in the area, they're like they go there to work. You know, a part time job, whether it's custodian or just doing a ticket taker. Whatever it is, something where they could work a couple hours. This is like, hey, here you go. You're already, you know, on retirement, and I'm sure, you know, collecting your benefits. So it's not like we need to pay you top dollar. Um, they'll right. pay you well because it's Disney. But you know, and they it gets them out of the house, especially if they like a like the parks and b being around people. They can interact with them really well. Well, so I mean, it, you gotta think. Cool you gotta think too. Like I met a guy um, at uh, Bass Pro Shop. That was working behind the gun counter, and uh, we were asking him some questions. Like, well, yeah, I know this. I'm a retired sheriff. I'm like, what are you doing here if you're a retired sheriff? It's like, well, I retired, and I thought I was going to be able to sit home and relax. And the wife kept asking me to do stuff, so I decided I'm going to go ahead and work part time at Bass Pro Shop so I can yep. get away from my wife a couple days a week. And I was like, wow, that's yep. pretty crazy. But you know, and, and you and you always hear that where it's like, hey, you know what? I like the first two months three months six months first year was great that after that it's like all right I, I i'm itching i need to i need to go back i need to do something i can't just sit here so that's exactly what, that's what so that was kind of cool seeing that it's also cool for the the three caballeros and animatronics have returned to the grand fiesta tour at epcot because the three caballeros are amazing and what i love about the three caballeros is a lot of people don't know them but they are in the new Mickey and the Roadster Racers, I think it is. And whatever, they have changed the name. It's not Mickey and the Roadster Racers anymore. They changed the name to be more inclusive or it, it, it changed the name and extended. But they are in it. And so my son gets to see them. And I love the three Caballeros. Well, Led yeah. by Donald, obviously. Yeah. Well, and especially since they've been uh, been out for, I think it was four months, I want to say. that they Because uh, you got the one that fell down. And then um, they put a plant there in its spot, and then they took the other twos out, uh, and then they put the cardboard cut-ups there, and I think they took those down and just had plants there. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, nope, they they are back. So hopefully they, um, you know, don't have any problems with them because they've been down for so long. Yeah, I know. And I feel like they've had time to tr kind of, I don't know, fix everything like you said so it maybe hopefully yeah. it'll bring everything back to the way it was supposed to be i don't know yeah so so donald Pinchito, and jose are now back Pinchito. uh so they're back um this one so starla's galactic star cruiser hotel might may, may detour to other planets during unexpected circumstances what is that supposed to mean 
So, because it's Star Cruisers, you're supposed to board it, and it's going to take you to your final destination. Um, well, during your flight there, you may have detours to really? other places during unexpected circumstances. So it's not just going to be the same thing over and over again, or they could kind of, you know, throw something in there. I saw that. Saw that. I'm like, okay, that is pretty cool. It's not just going to be, you know, the same same old song and song and dance. Where, oh, hey, uh, something happened. We're going to have to detour over here because of whatever, whatever the thing that happened. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, one thing I like I like a lot too is um, before we get to our last thing is uh, the signage at Disneyland in Toontown that says what building there's no building here and it's for the Mickey's runaway train. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool how they're doing that. Um, and and that building is huge in the background. Yes, it is not fairly sticking up. I mean, it is huge and yeah, I didn't, I mean, I knew it was a big building anyways, but being back there and seeing it from the one vantage point like looking straight on like holy i know how tall that building is and that makes it look you know like an ant yeah um before the last one i forgot so the tiktok there's a tiktok going around shows avengers campus uh cast members suiting up at disneyland's california adventure i've been seeing it all over and actually everyone's excited for the shawarma guy the shawarma cart because it's going to have the coolest little easter eggs and different little eating things that tie into the movies themselves. So I'm excited for that. Um, the PIM lab, if I were to work there, I would want to be one of the PIM lab people because they get to wear a, a suit. Basically, they wear dress pants, a white shirt, a tie, and an overcoat that says PIM lab on it. Um, I do like the fact that they're diversifying in it. It's not Avengers this or Avengers that. They have the PIM lab. They have the like a little courtyard for the ancient one that deals with Doctor Strange. And it is, it's, it's, it's amazing. You need to watch it, especially because they unveil each person's area in their area. And then after it unveils them in their area, it does like a quick little swooping thing where it brings them all together. And they're all in the little big courtyard, um, where the, like the, the theater type building is right over there. So I am stoked. Um, I'm going to make sure I go way after that opens. Cause it's going to be insane when it opens. Um, and lastly, um, the Disney, uh, Disney parks, job, the Disney parks, 80% of cast members recalled have returned to jobs at Disney parks, according to the CEO. Now, what this means is, is that means 20% of them have either opted to quit, um, have found other jobs, don't feel comfortable coming back, um, because it is union for the most part on most of the positions. Um, so, uh, it is interesting to see that 80% of them have come back because I thought it'd be a lot less than that, especially because hearing how many people had gotten jobs, stuff like that. Yeah, no, that was, that was really that only 20%, like you said, depending on what their circumstance was, um, weren't able to, uh, once they got the call, weren't able to come back. I mean, that's still 80% is nothing to sneeze at there. I mean, that's a, that's a B minus grade. So that's exactly that's pretty good. And those were the ones that were recalled. Those weren't the ones that were already there as well. Right. Right. So no, that's that's great. I figured and end on some 
on some happy news. And some happy news. Yeah, because everyone, I don't know. Um, and I don't know, have they recalled 100% of the cast members already? No. Probably not because they're not at capacity. No, I want to say they recalled 3,000 of them and there's like 5,000 total. Yeah, but you got to figure like I saw a cool video of um, a lady who she was planning on retiring last year and then everything happens. They shut it down. And then so she came back and they the, so they basically had like a little she said goodbye to all of her friends the first day it was open. Her son yeah. came with her and she said goodbye. So I think there's a lot of probably a lot of those people that basically are just like, you know what? It's not worth it. And I, I was working here two days a week. So you figure yeah. a lot of those people probably left. And then. um uh, Dawn, shout out to Dawn. I hope Dawn's listening to this podcast because we're going to miss her. Um, she put her notice in. She's going to be leaving. She's no longer going to be a cast member. Her um, husband got a job coaching hockey in Montana. So that's going to be fun. Um, but she's leaving. So I think there's a lot of like stuff like that too, like new opportunities. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. COVID has been a blessing to some of these people. I've seen so many stories from because people will leak the info. They have cast member groups for people to like switch, switch, switch shifts, things like that. And a lot of people are telling people, look, before you get your call back, call back, start, tell them that you got a job that you left. Cause a lot of them got better jobs because they got all the experience they needed. And then they, they learned about doing different stuff. It, there's a reason why, how many people have we seen in these stories of retiring lately or dying started out as janitors or the bottom, bottom, and they end up becoming higher ranking people in the company. And it's because they promote from within. They move people up from within. That's very important. And I think a lot of those people that were either, you know, part-timers or low-end, they just said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to – I'm just not going to do this. But they got the training and the experience. They applied for other jobs because, hey, you got to make money when you're unemployed. Right. And yeah, they exactly. did. And like you said, only working a couple days a week. It wasn't a, a, a full-time job for them. So Correct. what, what – income they did make it's like okay well now that's completely gone i need to find something else and now i don't have a job well i could look for jobs you know all the time well, now. and when you think about it too i mean how many of them probably maybe even their companies they stuck with the companies so basically if you work two jobs and one of them was disney you almost got a blessing in disguise because in reality if you were working at one job and like we need you to work more they're like hey i don't have disney anymore let's do it and that may even got them more hours more pay you know who knows what it could have done for them so yeah um, we're happy people. we're happy that people are still getting their jobs back there but we're also happy that this awarded people opportunities to move up wherever they needed to move up yeah no, exactly and you hear it all the time from stories whether it's on podcasts that i listen to or just on you know articles or posts on social media that hey you know i got this job um, or I got like a second interview where they really liked me because I said I worked at I worked at Disney and they yep. wanted to know more. So it got me a second interview like, holy, so what would you do there? It wasn't more so, you know, talking about the job that they were going to do or your what experience do you have that could help you land this job? It's so you worked at Disney. What you were a Jungle Cruise skipper. Hey, how is that? And just ask me all these questions. Um, about that so it definitely opens doors i, and I will say i will Disney say the skipper one the skipper one is the one that i hear the most success stories from people mm -hmm. because they learn how to talk to people and do stuff like that and i believe um what's his name 
Good Day Sacramento. His name's Cody. And I think it's Cody. I'm going to look it up right now because Marcus he tells Allen. a story. Not Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. It's Mark S. Allen. Not yeah, Mark, Mark S. Allen. Well, sadly, so his son his son got severe burns this weekend. He's in UC Davis Medical Center right now. Um, he's on ABC now because he got a DUI um, not too long ago. Well, actually, it was a couple of years ago. Well, more than that. I'm going to tell you right now. So, good day, Sacramento, because Cody is still there. Because Ken Rudolph left. I mean, they've changed so many people. Sort of by credit order, Marianne McClear. What the heck is this? This is the wrong thing. This is a fake thingy. Okay, I don't know, but is it that one? Oh, it's not on there. His name's Cody, and that's how he got his job into into TV. Was basically he was a, a, a what call it the skipper on one of the the cruises, the Jungle Cruise. Cody Stark. Cody Stark, yes. Anchors Monday through Friday on Good Day Sacramento. Yes. He's he's a funny dude. He's one of my favorite ones on there. Um, I haven't watched him forever. I think only one, two, three, four, five. Five of the people on there are ones that I recognize. Everybody else, I have no idea who they are. Tina McCoo, obviously, because she's been doing traffic since I can remember when my mom would watch in the morning. But yeah, um, it's 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 a great opportunity. If you have an opportunity to work at Disney in any fashion, even if it's just part time, even if it's while you're getting ready to go away for college, you know, Disney World is starting up the college program back up, Disney World. So if you have the opportunity to get in that, I've heard that's the thing that opens the doors for most people because they go, oh, um, you know. You you were in the Disney program. Oh, okay, you got this. So, yeah, yeah, well, and you get and you get college credits and you get to work at Disney. Exactly, exactly. Well, that is all we have for you this week. We went long because we love you, but uh, we want to make sure you guys check us out. Linktree l i n k t r dot e e slash fomocast gaming. Thank you, Mr. J, for listening to all your homies down in uh, the southern area down there. And uh, we greatly appreciate all of you. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, I will be trying to get this done as as soon as possible because um, I'm going to be busy with uh, I work this weekend. And then, um, like I said, we have um, the wife is graduating tomorrow. So I'm super excited for that, too, because uh it's kind of cool because I graduated a long time ago and we were in Reno for when it was going on. I did all, I, mine was online and I saw my name flash around on the screen and I was kind of like, that is kind of cool, you know, seeing, you know, yourself graduate, but actually being one in person for the person I care about the most is kind of a cool thing. So I'm excited for her and I had to convince her to do it because she didn't want to, but uh, I'm going to make sure she has fun and she, Maybe we get some dinner too afterwards. Who knows? We're going to have some fun tomorrow, but uh, uh, thank you all again for listening. All you do um, again, Linktree L I N K T R dot E slash FOMOcast gaming. I will be getting short par four again for doing reviews. I'm doing nomadic reviews. So thank you all, Tim say good night. Good night. And we will see you guys next time.